and welcome to I'm talking here with me Aaron Day and me Rob Brent and, and here's <laughs> Adam Adam hello hello Adam welcome back do? I'm doing good I'm glad to be back good after a short breakaway hiatus yeah after hiatus of mince and dumplings how was your mince and dumplings it was lovely can we have some sort of wider context to this please we explained it last last week so. You were away for the, your gold, no, your not my golden wedding. <laughs> your grandparents' golden anniversary and, and my parents' silver. silver anniversary. So we had mince and dumplings to celebrate. And was, did you go out for these mince and dumplings? No, or was, oh, homemade mince and dumplings. Homemade mince and dumplings uh, in the house. <laughs> okay. We didn't go out with the homemade ones, but uh, no. it was lovely. Didn't take them to a restaurant of your no, choice. <laughs> I don't like to date my food. Right, okay. Just prefer eating it. Excellent. But it's uh, it was lovely. How many dumplings did you have? I had two big ones. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Got the big dumpling. I bet you did. Yeah. So, um, did but did your grandparents have a lovely time? I thought oh, you were going to ask did. if they had any dumplings. <laughs> did they have two big ones? Uh, my grandma had one big one. <laughs> did you keep track of everyone's dumplings? <laughs> no, because I think my grandma's the sort of person who doesn't eat like loads of food. Right. Okay. So she just have a little plate. If she'd have two big ones, she didn't finish it. Right, I had right. loads of food on Sunday. Did you? Well, yeah. So I went to a first birthday party. and Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I got some Paw Patrol stuff. No, um, and uh, yeah, and um, the, 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 my best friend's mum brought two massive cakes. She mm. brought a massive triple layered chocolate cake with like chocolate ganache covered over the top and a huge strawberry pavlova. Mm. And I had two slices of pavlova and a slice of chocolate cake. That's good. It was a wonderful. It was it was it, oh god it, yes it was. Mm. There's just something about homemade pudding, yeah. isn't there? You I see, I make the uh, cake at Christmas because there was a big threat in the Bowen household that we'll have to buy a cake. And I went, no. Who was threatening you? <laughs> no, <laughs> because cake. we were thinking that, like, we might not make it. And I was like, oh, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. We'll have to buy one. I went, no, you won't. I'll make it. And I've made it ever since. Red velvet. Every Christmas. Oh, yeah, nice. No, bring it in. But you know, no one eats it. That's a very because... refined and sophisticated mm. uh, flavoured <laughs> cake. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> I am. The problem is no one eats it because my mama went, you know what, I'll make a cake as well. Oh, so, so uh, is it like Bake Off in your it house? It is. Uh, the cheesecake always wins. Right. You get eliminated. I get eliminated. Shall we, we maybe talk about what's on the podcast oh, I today? I didn't talk about what I ate on Sunday. Oh, I'm sorry, Rob. Well, I, was, I didn't even talk about what I ate on Sunday, I really. I had a bowl of porridge, right. and then I had two bacon sarnies, then I had two sausage sarnies, and then I think I had a crumpet, and then I had a pizza, and then I had a chicken chow mein, and then I had tea. Were you in... <laughs> <laughs> Were you in some sort of eating contest? No, I just was really hungry. <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't think I ate on Sunday. Oh, I ate for you. If that's. I just went to Weatherspoons. Oh, I had biscuits and Weatherspoons. Yeah, biscuit. You you are not ordering right if that's what you're having. Because you get the app on your phone and you go. And you don't know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> Any chance we could introduce what's gonna be happening on the podcast? Today? Yeah, go on yeah. then. Fine. Shall we do that? Yeah. So right. uh, we are we're gonna do a nice in-depth review of. Me? No, no. Are you I'm pointing point- at me? Yeah, I was pointing at you. Bohemian the- Rhapsody. Thank you. Like, you know, take the hint of the cue. Okay. All right. Yes, hint Bohemian Rhapsody. And then we're also going to pitch our own biopic. Yes. Now, do you say biopic or do you say biopic? I say biopic. Do you? I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. Biopic. Biopic. No, biopic sounds Oh, why am I the only dumb? one? 
Right, okay. So that's what we've got on for today, guys. So a nice big review of Bohemian Rhapsody uh, and pitching our biopics. Adam, do you have a good, the bad and the bow on? Oh, do I ever. Excellent. And will we get an answer to plot twist? Of course, with a new plot twist on its way. Yes. Brilliant. Shall we get on with it? Let's yes. crack on. Okay, so we are about to pitch our own biopic. I've forgotten how I say it now. Biopic. Is that right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> You've confused start. me so much with this. Okay, so based on Bohemian Rhapsody telling the story of Freddie Mercury, but, but Queen more so, uh, we've each thought about who deserves their own uh, biopic. 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 No, I say biopic. Bi- what say do I say? I can't bi- remember. So Aaron says biopic. You say biopic. Rob and Adam say right. biopic. Fantastic. And you're I'm both Rob. wrong. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, you're Rob. Um, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so who de- who deserves a biopic? Who would be great to find out about their story? Um, do we have any ground rules? The ground rules that it has to be a person. And as well, I suppose it has to tell a somewhat true story. Like you can't take like a real person and then just completely make up the story about their life. You mean like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. Or like Linford Christie goes to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> he would need a seriously large lunch. He would need a lunchbox for that. Although saying that, yeah. I kind of want to see that film. So maybe I'll pitch that at later dates. <laughs> so that that's my rules. Do you, okay. do you agree with those rules? I I yeah. Let's go with that then. So anybody who has yet to have had a biopic made about them or yet to have so it has to be someone unique so we couldn't choose like freddie mercury again what you mean like redo bohemian rhapsody no i i reckon pitch your own biopic okay of somebody who hasn't yet had a biopic made of them brilliant yeah no i can do that that's fine are you sure yeah yeah okay are you all right with that yes your person right lovely adam do you want to start with you all right then um my film will follow the life of uh, the Earl of Sandwich, who invented the sandwich. <laughs> Brilliant, great stuff. So what's the, what's the film going to be like? What Are we going to see his whole life? Are we going to see just a portion of his life? I think we'll... Divide it up into triangles? It might be, nice. Thank you. Nice. <laughs> I think what we'll do is, we'll uh, have a little bit of him as a child, hmm. but it'll be predominantly um, during the invention of the sandwich. Right, okay. Um, so a bit like, I think Greatest Showman. <laughs> With sandwiches. <laughs> With sandwiches. <laughs> Um, so basically, we'll have a thing of, because um, this guy's really interesting, yeah. from the one minute of research I did, mm-hmm. look at this, he owns an island. Uh, owned? Yeah, owned. Rather than owns. He's um, dead, right? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's still alive on this island. <laughs> so yeah, he had a sandwich island, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Someone correct sandwich me about island. that, but I don't think I can bother you, researching. You should have done more than but, a minute's research, because I'm really curious about the Earl of Sandwich. So anyway, right, um, basically... The plot is, so as we all know, the old sandwich, <laughs> mm. he meant the sandwich because he was playing cards and he picked them his card and oh, the cards are greasy. <laughs> <laughs> the cards are greasy. What am I going to do? Stop, stop. One second. Why? Hey, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> why, does he, why does he have a racist Italian accent? <laughs> right, okay. So he's got greasy hands. <laughs> like, Oh, what am I going to do? <laughs> he was in that much distress. Is this going to be like a really dramatic scene? Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, do you know what? I'm going to make my biopic and I'm, I'm going to make it about Ian Paisley. I'm just going to do the most racist <laughs> Irish accent. Oh, to be sure. 
Right, Some, okay. Sorry. Right. He's got a greasy hand. He goes, oh! <laughs> Come on, we've got to get past this oh, stage. What are we going to do? My hands are greasy. And like, someone says, oh, well, you just can't eat. He's like, no! I'm going to wipe him on a bit of bread. Right? And he thinks, what can I do? And basically, the film basically shows how he's experimenting with different solutions. Mm. Does right? he come out of like like science labs with like smoke around his face except where his goggles are because he's been trying yeah. all these smoke different... like flour. Flour, flour <laughs> yeah. all over it. Yeah, that's he's, it. He's trying... <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else at the car can see him. You're mad. You'll never get away with this. No one's ever tried it before. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, play a card of greasy hands like the rest of us. Yeah. Right? So like, no, there's a, new... there's a way. There's a way. I'm telling you, there's a way. There's a way. Man, there's a way. So anyway, right, he goes away and he just keeps doing it, right? And everyone's trying to set him back, right? And of course, there will be a romantic subplot because we're going for the sort of, like, um, demographic of old pensioners who like Downton Abbey. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and sandwiches. Yeah, and sandwiches, right? So, like, afternoon tea sort of audience. Mm. So we're going to have, like, uh, a period drama romance where they... Th- for, like, for them as a child... But now he's he's pursuing a sandwich, so he's like torn between do I pursue trying to fix me having greasy hands, or do I? <laughs> you could go for love my life. You could go down the route that like with Phantom Thread, and it'd be really kind of quite uh, there's elements of darkness to it and like passive aggressiveness so in terms of like, his relationships with people. If we're starting with him as a kid as well, could you have him being bullied and he's like smothered between two bullies and like <laughs> flashes back to it of being like, <gasps> and then yeah. he's won in the end because the bullies gave him the idea. Maybe he meets the bullies. He is the inside he of the bullies sandwich. He meets the bullies like later in life. Mm. Or two bakers. Right? Yeah, two bakers is sandwich him in. Right? And he realises. And then why is I'm like, the Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> while he's crushed, yeah. he goes, Ah, I know. Hey, Ma! <laughs> I know what to do. So, hey, like... pass me some push... <laughs> pass me some pastrami here. So he has the bread, and he yeah. just goes. He goes. That was Adam clapping. <laughs> 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 he just hit one of us. Just. <laughs> that was not Adam assaulting. Right, okay, so he claps his hands together <laughs> with, with the bread, bread, and he gets all destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> so that didn't work. <laughs> Can I just say something? I feel, right, I would watch this film, right, because I think that, it, done in the right way, I think it could be very interesting. I, I think it would perhaps be better as some sort of knockabout comedy. No, I, I think it needs to, the serious... Needs to like the, fan, needs... the Phantom Fred element. To yeah, it. it needs to have okay. that seriousness. If you oh, go right. It's going to have, like, it'll have a bit where it's like, as low as point, like, I really don't want greasy hands. Yeah. And I think I'm going to have to live with greasy hands. Right. Mm-hmm. That still sounds like comedy. <laughs> 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 but you know what comedy. I mean, right? So this is basically, and the end will be, um, he slaps it together, he presents it, he presents it to his, uh, his beloved, mm-hmm. and goes, uh, here, he goes, what do you call it? He goes, like, flicks his hair he goes, back and goes, Earl. Oh, does he go like full blown Zoolander? Yeah, he goes, it's a sandwich. Just Smash across the credits. You, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> and as the credits are rolling upwards, they're constantly in between like bits of lettuce. Yeah, it starts oh, off with yeah. a and then it just, mm. yeah. Basically, yeah. is this not effectively a, a biopic of Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs? No, like with all the sciencey stuff and all that. Is that true? No, you know what I mean. (laughs) Remember when that happened back in the day? (laughs) It was still recovering from that one. 
Oh. Excellent. I quite like the olive sandwich. <laughs> Rob, what's yours? Okay, so first of all, I was thinking Barry Scott when I found out he's, <laughs> he's an American DJ, apparently. Yeah, he's not real. What? And, yeah, he's an American DJ, and he's appeared on, on various things as a musical expert. I, but I was looking... Ho- hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> We're not talking about Silly Bang Barry Scott. Here, yeah, hi, yeah. I'm Barry Scott. Yeah, I read a lot about him. Um, See, he's American. He's, he's American not real. from Connecticut. No, Barry Scott's a Whoa, character. But why, but why is Barry... Hold on. Who was I reading into then? Been... <laughs> <You're> Barry <laughs> Scott's not real. What are you on about? But we looked into it. Barry Scott's just a, is just a character. The Barry... He says I'm Barry Scott. Yeah, but the Barry Scott you're looking into is a DJ. And there's a Barry Scott as a DJ. The Barry Scott is still a bang. And then the DJ is an actor. Well, good. Maybe Whoa, this would have been a good film for me to go into. So, hold Who on. is the real Barry Scott? <laughs> right, Barry Scott... Of Silip Bang yeah, fame. What's gone? his real name? Is not a real person. Not a real person. That's a stage name. It's a stage so name. Barry Scott never invented Silip Bang. No. I didn't think he invented it. I thought he was just like oh, see, really I, passionate about it. I always it. thought he invented it. You know it. the guy who does the G-Tech advert? Yeah. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. yeah. You look at him and go, oh, well, he, he invented these Yeah, things. says Nick Green, inventor. Yeah. So you're telling me that Barry Scott, I, I, I just assumed, my mind, I just assumed that Barry Scott invented Silip Bang. No, he's just a character. So I was researching into an actual American <laughs> DJ. And I was thinking, I can't believe Barry Scott was like a musical expert. I'm sure. Someone can correct me. I hope someone does correct because you've ruined, ruined dreams of mine. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. Bang and the bike. Bang and the biopic is gone. There right, go. No, it doesn't matter. Have you got I, somebody else? I've got someone else. Okay, okay. Go. So this person, I'll read out this, is an internationally acclaimed artist, a multi-award winning television presenter and producer. Mm-hmm. Okay, he created one of the most decorated programs in TV history with over 30 awards worldwide, including two BAFTAs. And His Majesty the Queen, um, Her Majesty the Queen, uh, described his work, <laughs> not His Majesty... <laughs> She described his work, sorry, Queen, um, as ingenious. Do you know what I'm on about? Well, the title of my film is Buchanan. As in Neil Buchanan. Neil Buchanan. From Art Attack. From Art Attack. Yes. So we're doing a biopic about him because he actually started in a band. Okay. Heavy metal British rock band. He looks like a person from a band. Yeah. Well, he he is. So that's probably why. Wow. Um, a good segue in as well to the film we're talking about. He he won in 1977 the UK Battle of the Bands, which was judged by Brian May and Roger Taylor. Hey! So he toured as part of uh, Maasai. It was now this would be a good co- conflict because originally they were called ACDC. <gasps> so you could have no! ACDC come in and they have like a guitar off and he's what like, does it beat. mean? ACDC, yeah, alternating current, direct, current, oh, direct right. current. Yeah, so that's not a coincidence. No. All right, carry on. That's (laughs) brilliant. Yeah, so we've got got so much stuff in there. So he started touring. And as well, at school, I've got really into his life here. Yeah. At school, he was told by one of the teachers, Neil, you need to either pick art or pick music. And he went, I pick music. And went off to the band. So you've got then all that thing that it's going really, really well for him. They did a tour in the USA. But then when they'd flown back, the record company collapsed. And all their stuff was stuck in the USA. So they had to leave the band. So what did he do? What? He did Art Attack. <gasps> and no, he did ran not. Ran into Art Attack. Yeah, he started with uh, number 73 or something was where he went to first. And then they were looking for a presenter and he sent in a picture of him with a monkey on his lap. <laughs> 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 and that got him Art Attack. 
But then that was brought by... Is that all he sent in? I had some words or something. He's like, here's a picture of me. I'm the one on the left. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he... he, uh, he uh, yeah, sorry, I just got a bit too excited about Art Attack. Yeah. The only thing I couldn't clarify... Now, Wikipedia, and this could be really interesting if this is true, says Neil Buchanan was born in Aintree, then in Lancashire, now in <laughs> Shefton, Merseyside. So apparently he was born three times. <laughs> Brilliant. So we could maybe add that in as a bit of a mystery of his That life. tells you that Wikipedia is incredibly reliable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think so. And, and About he, as reliable as a fish. After Art Attack, he reunited with his band as well, so you can have, bring that back in at the end. And his last thing I could find that he's done was in 2012, he briefly appeared on Celebrity Juice. Okay. But we'll end it before then. Just as like <laughs> joining back, looking over his life in terms of Art Attack and the fact it was apparently it was bought by Disney. So he technically created a, a Disney character. We'd have the head, the grey head thing that could maybe be like a character. Do you want to bring him into MCU? Huh? Bring him into MCU. He could be the next maybe Marvel superhero. Maybe there's an end credit uh, <laughs> where they bring him in. But there you go, Neil Buchanan. I Buchanan. think that, uh, that's a brilliant one, Rob. Mm. And you've done a clear amount of research. Slightly I thought of it as a joke. A little, sketch, <laughs> a little sketchy in places, yeah. but brilliant. More research than me. Yeah, Wait, definitely. Just, did you ever watch Zap? I think you were just hungry when you were thinking no, about No, it's because I, I went to a... Uh, can anyone think of a bio of someone? And Katie went, uh, ill sandwich. I went, right. Done. Done. I think yours is a good one, but... You said Zap yeah, just now. Yeah, did you watch Zap? Yes, on okay. ITV. Yes, he was in that. Bring that all in. Finders Keepers. Yeah. Oh, amazing stuff. So uh, what started out as a joke... No, it really looks pretty good. Behind it. Looks pretty good as well. Yeah. Shame about Barry Scott. I know, I can't believe Barry Scott doesn't exist. I feel bad for Barry Scott. Well, no, I don't, because who, who is he? It's just a figment oh. drifting through time. Anyway, you ready for yours? I am. Okay, go for it. Um, this is somebody that I admired greatly growing up. I loved his films. Uh, I loved his personality. I loved his stand-up routines. And I never knew growing up that he had such deep issues going on sort of behind the scenes i would love to see a top quality biopic of mr robin williams <gasps> i oh. think it'd be br i have no idea who would play him because he was such a <clears throat> unique personality um but i i i would just I, what i would love to see in particular is when he was that rebellious comedian in his early 20s mm. early to mid 20s and then going into things like Good Morning Vietnam and and those early and 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 um, Mick and what was this TV show again? Mick uh, and Morty? No, no, Mick no. and uh, uh, no, it's oh. Mike. Oh. When it was the alien, Mork and Mindy. Mindy. There we go. Oh my God! Honestly, <laughs> right. Excellent. <laughs> uh, Mork and Mindy, and I think I just. I think it would be an incredibly sad biopic, but I think it would just be splintered with these wonderful bits of, of fantastic humour. Um, I think I've taken this a little more seriously, or I've taken it more of a serious route, but... No, I yeah. think we've done it nicely, starting with the Earl of Sandwich, segwaying <laughs> through Buchanan, and ending with Williams. But, like, I think... You know what, Robin Williams would have made a great Earl of Sandwich. Oh, it would have been, yeah. it would have been amazing. He Isn't would have it? also made a really good Neil Buchanan. Yeah, he would. It also made a really good Robin Williams. Williams. <laughs> oh, I know it's still but, that, sadness. I mean, anyone? Well, probably you feel this as well because you kind of seem to have grown up before you were meant to. Yeah. Uh, but anyone growing up when we were like Robin Williams was just. 
for us, just amazing. Like, yeah, was for for you and I, Rob, definitely. Full of he, nostalgia. He, I, I think it's it's everything from Good Morning Vietnam through to uh, the Fisher King, Patch Adams, Patch Adams, Mrs. Doubtfire, Jum- Jumanji, Mrs. Doubtfire, Hook. Oh, Hook's underrated. Hook, Hook is, is underrated. underrated. Hook Completely. should be one of your good bad bow runs because everyone says that Hook's a rubbish film. No, oh, it's really good. Seen... No. Phil Collins is in it. Is he? Yeah, yeah, he plays a detective. Oh, I don't. I haven't watched it for a long time. Oh, Are you I'm... sure it was Phil Collins I'm and sure not Bob Hoskins? No, I'm sure it's no, Phil Collins. Is it Bob Hoskins Smee? Who plays Smee? That's Bob remember. Hoskins. Oh, yeah. It's the scene I, I, remember, I can't remember it well, but when he's imagining stuff, all yeah. the food and the stuff food, like that. Right? Oh, but yeah, I, I just. I just thought, it, and oh, one hour, a uh, twenty-four hour. Oh, was it called one hour? What, photo? One hour photo. A brilliant, oh, yes. brilliant. When he's when he's like, I don't think he was given much of a chance to serious stuff. Yeah, yeah, but and right. he was really good, good when he did. Yeah. So I branch out that way. Obviously, he 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 had a constant battle in his life with with mental health and 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 drug abuse, and you know he had. I think he had at some point he had some sort of life saving surgery mm. on his. I want to say his heart or liver or something mm. along those lines. I can't remember, but. I, I think it would be fascinating to see what really went on behind the scenes and the sort of things that were going on in his life that triggered the sort of comedy that he came out with. I think that one's the most likely to happen. I was going to say, I feel like that's got to be in the pipeline I don't think already. it would happen. I've Do you got, not think? I've, I think his estate would want to keep the, the, the sort of the myth, the sort of the legacy of Robin Williams very locked tight. But I think if anyone was going to sit down and say... Well, who should have bought the cob, regardless of the states and all that? Yeah, I think Robin Williams come before uh, Ale Sandwich. And what about Neil Buchanan? Well, you see, <laughs> another boardroom across it's from, a, a different call. building, just like, well, we need to compete with this Robin Williams. Yeah. <laughs> shall yeah. we? Shall we all vote for one? Yeah, you can't vote for your own. Can't vote for your own. Right. I, th- I, I quite like all of these today. I do. I love the idea of Ale Sandwich. I think of it being a true biopic. I'm going to have to go Robin Williams. I'm going to go. Sorry, Adam. I'm going to go Neil Buchanan. Um, it's all down to you. The, it, was the, it was just the research into it and the whole yeah. ACDC stuff. It's and, yeah, and Queen because you've roped it into yeah. the review for yeah, later yeah. on. Really Adam, clever. You get the deciding vote. I'm all Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. After all that research <laughs> I've done, LinkedIn. He's even just said everything I've done there. No <laughs> kidding. Robin Rob Williams. Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I do, I do agree with Robin Williams. <laughs> you had voted, but... I know. But that's just a, a bit irate there. <laughs> you, Sorry. You, you, I was you, shaking my notepad and everything. <laughs> and anyway, talking oh. about biopics, let's talk Bohemian Rhapsody. Let's do it. So, on to our main feature now. Now, we um, have all watched Bohemian Rhapsody very recently. Um, It came out very recently on Sky Cinema. Um, It is directed by Brian Singer and a little bit of Dexter Fletcher in there for good measure. Um, And released in 2018. Uh, It is a biopic in perhaps quite loose tense. Uh, it tells the story of Freddie Mercury and Queen and their rise towards stardom and mainly their famous performance at Live Aid. Now, um, as I said, we've all watched this very recently. Uh, the reason why we 
decided to watch this film, Rob, is because it's obviously been talked about, discussed about a lot since its release. Yeah, it was an interesting one. When it came out, there was a lot of people that said, oh, you have to go to the cinema to see this. And I found that quite curious when I'd looked in terms of then its actual rating and its score, why there seemed to be that, that sort of pull yeah. of going to cinema. And I think I understand where that's potentially come from after watching both. the film. Have you watched it both? Oh, I've watched it on big well, screen that, and small yeah, screen. Like, that'll then really help with it. But I think in terms of expectations going in, I thought, like you're saying with the Live Aid, I thought that would be the pull in terms of seeing it in the cinema and all the Queen's music coming through. Yeah. And I kind of didn't have many more expectations about it. I didn't really know much about Freddie Mercury, so I was quite curious to find out about his life. Did had Because for me, my expectations going into it were... Again, I'm somebody that listens to a lot of reviews on things, mm. does a little bit of research. I try not to know very much about film before going in, but we don't have a lot of time on our hands. You know, we're busy working people and, you know, we, we listen Just to... Just to find yourself. Yeah. We listen, <laughs> you don't need to. We no. listen, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, my I'm not a huge fan of Queen music. Right. I like some songs, but I wouldn't, for example, I wouldn't... I wouldn't go and see a Queen tribute band and I wouldn't I wouldn't request Queen at, for with a DJ at a wedding or something that's just not something that I would do. Mm-hmm. Um but I kept an open mind with this because I quite like Brian Singer as a director. He's he's very hit and miss of recent, yeah. but he's done a lot of really good stuff, usual suspects, hello. <clears throat> um but I I went into it going, okay, I'm going to learn something really interesting about Queen, about Freddie Mercury, about what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. Adam, what about you? Uh, I'm a big Queen fan. I like Queen. I've got uh, a few of the albums, a few of the singles and seven-inch vinyl. It appeared some shops. Brilliant. Um, But I've been following production since Sasha Baron Cohen. Yes, of course. Oh, was he? Yeah, I don't know much about the background to it. Okay, Sasha Baron Cohen originally meant to be doing it, and it was meant to be. He was meant to be obviously Brian May. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So someone was Brian May. Just joking. Um, But it was maybe far more um, go more into the drug abuse and the wild parties and all that, and then. It, was it also meant to go sort of grittier in terms of his sort of sexual awakening? It was meant, yeah. It was meant to be far well. more, more of 15, 18, than mm-hmm. 12. Right. Um, similar to what Rocket Man did later on. Um, I've shown explicit, more explicit stuff. Then apparently, Bra- apparently one of the Queen members wanted Freddie Mercury to die halfway through. Wow. Really? Yeah. And they, so they, you just didn't get along with um, the Queen like group. Yeah. So he pulled out. Um, I don't know. How, I think Sadron uh, was said that in an interview, and there's been rumours about how they didn't get along. So did it have quite a troubled production? Because it's I been in production any... for years. I'm right, sure. Okay. For and okay. then I think once Ryan Malik got on, and everything went smoothly. But I think the Sasha Baron Cohen one was going on for years and years beforehand. Yeah. But never got off the ground. And apparently, I'd imagine, meant... imagine it probably didn't have Brian Singer attached to it at the time. I don't think either. so. I think he was going to be partly directing Sasha Baron Cohen. But it was meant to be... Right. Apparently, he was really good in it. Apparently, people said they had a... He was going to sing as well. Mm. A lot of people said he had quite a close voice to... I can imagine him. Freddie Mercury, and he looked like him. Yeah. But, so what are our thoughts of the film in general? Let's, let's get a bit of structure to this. <laughs> My overriding thoughts is... It was all right. 
Okay. And I think that's... It, you said a long time ago, and I remember this, with Bohemian Rhapsody, and you were comparing it to Rocket Man, and you said Bohemian Rhapsody is like, now we want to do this song, and we're Queen, so we can do it. Yeah. And so I had that in mind as well. And watching the film, it does very much feel like that. And you said in terms of like interesting um, stories behind it, and you know Freddie Mercury's actual life and all the stuff there. Um, that I felt like it it struggled to really embrace all of that and, and go down into it. I completely agree. Um, there were, I think, there were two two things that stopped me from feeling very immersed into this film. Mm-hmm. One, it constantly had this golden hue over everything. There was this golden sort of color saturation over everything, so it made everything give it this element of nostalgia, mm. make everything feel a little bit fantastical. But it constantly kind of had this sheen of artifice, like you you weren't able to kind of penetrate beyond the 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 glamour and the costumes and the 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 crazy wigs and the you know it it felt I I want it felt like a Queen film made it was made for the twelve A certificate yeah they had twelve A yeah. in their mind and they knew right we must make our film within the confines of that rather than actually send themselves, let's just make a really great film about Freddie Mercury, about Queen, that doesn't have to sit within these limitations. I think the issue with that is that I, and I don't know how you feel, I didn't like Freddie Mercury in this film. Um, I didn't, I, mm. I wanted to get on board with him and it's not, I, I didn't dislike him or anything, but actually I, I just didn't, I didn't go on that journey with him a lot because it seemed like any time there'd be something really interesting, there'd be a a really good in-depth discussion and you'd really bring out those themes. It would then cut away to, to another song and it would just play that on, which was fine. I quite like the music of I, Queen, so I, I quite like that element. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of agree with that. I But I agree. I agree with you as well. It never, I don't think I knew enough about him in this film to yeah. like or dislike him. Yes, it is that. His, his, his decisions to do certain things or to be a certain way didn't it there wasn't the film didn't flesh it out enough for yeah. me i wish because the thing is right at the beginning of the film it's such and such 1970 yeah. he's a baggage handler at heathrow airport and then within half an hour you've yes. skipped five years yeah. and they're in some farm recording a night at the opera yeah. as as a whole band and yeah. and in my head, I'm like, there's there's five years of probably great material there. That if the whole film just focused on those five years, it would be brilliant. Mm-hmm. So it would end at Night of the Opera being yeah, why, blown up. Why not? Mm-hmm. Why not? Or or the two or all those two years where they had had their arguments, their conflicts, they disbanded and then had Live Aid. Yeah. Like if you had that, you don't there's enough material out there. There's enough information out there about Freddie Mercury that you don't have to do this whole huge. What did it span? Like fifteen years? What yeah, year was Live Aid? Eighty five. That's what I'm saying. So I think went yeah, seventy eight, five, fifteen years. It was too much. It was too much. Um, as a biopic, I'll basically because I said I remember what I said it was like every. It was very much like we're, we're write a song, write a song. Ooh, can we do this song? Like, oh, we're queen, we can do anything. That was all like then, Freddie Mercury kind of being like, yeah. yes, we'll, we'll do that. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Uh, and it was like basically going through each song, like uh, greatest hits. It yeah. went from yeah. Killer Queen, Peter and Rhapsody. And at the end with Live Aid, they were like, oh, well, we haven't done Radio Gaga yet. 
let's put that in. I did find it quite interesting with the, the music But they did one. actually perform that at Live Aid. Yeah, so. but I'm saying, but it's like, Live Aid was like cleaning up what they hadn't already Yeah, I, get um, that from that. I did find that element quite interesting with the music and the choices yeah. behind it when it was like emulating opera and then they wanted yeah. to do more dance stuff. I found that quite interesting, but it's kind of like you're saying, you had just the little bits of yeah. everything that as a whole, then nothing came but, together as a, a clear through Whilst line. I think this was, as a biopic, not very good, especially when you compare it to uh, Rocket Man or Control mm -hmm. uh, about Ian Curtis. Have you mm. seen that? Yeah, really? now that's a great that's a biopic. Great, a biopic. That's, that's how you that, do a biopic. That's one of the best ones. But if you compare that, it's not a really good biopic, but I must say, I actually love this film. It was, <laughs> it was one of my favourite films that I went to see last year. And I think that might just be down to the atmosphere within the cinema. Exactly. I okay. Can, I can imagine that end part. In fairness, I was I was watching this and uh, Elsie came in during that live aid bit at the yeah. end and I thought, actually, she can probably watch this. Yeah. And she was loving it. And it, yeah. it made me really enjoy the end bit. So I can completely understand that cinema experience, especially when you have everything, all the sound around you would be fantastic. <laughs> but it's that I think they should have decided either we're going to focus on Queen or we're going to focus on Freddie Mercury. It felt like it was bouncing yeah. between the two. Mm -hmm. Um, with no and, clear line and Freddie's relationship with Mary as well yeah, yeah. like if if it if the film had just been called Freddie and Mary yeah. I would have been happy with that as well speaking about Mary because um, the cast here was quite exciting when I saw because I don't know her name but she's from Sing Street I believe mm. I've not double checked this but she turned up Aidan Gillen I don't really like but Tom Holland has showed up as well who I really like but then it's not given much to do Miami Beach and then you've, lawyer, got, yeah. you've got Fat Bastard's brother Michael Myers Showing up in it, which completely took us out. That's, what what that, casting was like, that? What, like that. This is what I'm saying. Like what? What sort of? What sort of tone were they trying to tread with yeah. this film? It was like when, when you referenced Wayne's World, like yeah. when the one's going to be head banging to this Bohemian Rhapsody. In it the was car. So yeah. weird. Like, like, I haven't seen them in the ages. I, I remember. I was. I was right. So this is the scene where Queen and Freddie, Freddie Mercury and Queen are in the EMI head dude's office. And they are talking to him about a night at the opera, aren't they? Yeah. And they're they talking about they want to create the album and then they play him the album and then and then he's basically this cookie cutter bad guy record producer yeah. or record label head honcho who makes bad choices about what singles they should release. And I remember watching it and going, That's that's Mike Myers. <laughs> I didn't realize that. And in the moment <laughs> <laughs> the moment that I realised it was Mike Myers, it just took me out of the film completely. Yeah, completely. It became Austin Powers. It is, became. Is that what he looks like nowadays? Or did they... <laughs> <laughs> he looks. Like... Yeah. What was the accent that he was trying to do? I don't know. Was but it Mancunian? Aidan Gillen, who's Littlefinger from Game of Thrones. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell his accent either, but he's. He was terrible in Game of Thrones with his accent. It always uh, used to be something different every week. I, yeah. I, I do. I, I think. So yeah. So let's move on very quickly to Rami Malik. Who I think yeah. is brilliant in the film. He, oh, Ooh. that deep I've, intake no. of breath from Rob I there. Thought, I thought all the majority of actors were brilliant. I think I don't he's... think there's any after that. So I went, yeah, they're naff. I think it's... It, no, it wasn't that. Don't get us wrong. That I'm so... saying people were naff. It's because Tom Holland is still very capable in, but I know what that guy can do. And uh, yeah, but I mean, it's not the character. To bring that out, yeah. so it's maybe just a disappointment of seeing someone you're thinking, oh, yes, and they don't really. So what's do the problem with Ryan Malik? Uh, oh, <laughs> well, I've seen him in Mr. Robot, and right. I, when I saw him in that, 
I was thinking, yeah, this this guy can really act. He does an incredible job. The f- mm. opening scene for Mr. Robot is uh, phenomenal. Really, really good stuff. Yeah. And he was he's in um, Until Dawn as well, which is the video game. And he's he's quite good in that as well. <laughs> um, but with this, I'm sorry to say, he reminded me a bit of Willy Wonka, Johnny Depp's version. <laughs> wow. In okay. parts. And it was that sort of, it's the fine line between. I just couldn't, I felt like he didn't feel like a real person there and that, so I watched some interviews with Freddie Mercury to see if he did sound like that and act and there, there were some similarities but I just think he was just slightly off pantomime or like caricature yeah just right. almost to a sense like only very slight not yeah. you know I'm, I'm not saying he's terrible in this film I think he did a good job but I didn't fully buy his character because there's some films where you watch it and you think I'm enjoying this solely for that character there. Mm. Even if the rest of the film's rubbish, mm. you can really appreciate it. And I feel like if if he had been carrying the entire film, definitely it would it wouldn't just be a, it's okay for me. Could I add a quick thought in here? If that's okay. yeah, go for it. Um, I think because of the artifice of the film and because of the way it was so kind of scatter shot, yeah. um, and it was clear that it was not in any sort of real chronological order in terms of what actually happened. I found myself every single time that it was, it was so, there were parts of it that was so preposterous. The idea of, um, I can't remember the name of the bass player's name, but he starts, thank you. starts playing the bass line to another one, <laughs> Bites the Dust. Yeah. Doom, doom, doom. And whilst, whilst Freddie and Thingy are having a fight. Roger Taylor. Thank you. So yeah, you can tell I'm not a Queen fan. <laughs> Whilst they're having some sort of scuffle between the two of them, he just starts playing the bass line. Like, oh, oh, do you know what? Oh, that's really good, that. Well done. Please, that that didn't happen, surely. You know what I do like? That's what I felt like I was doing throughout the whole thing. That didn't happen. That didn't happen. I quite enjoyed happen. the running joke of I'm in love with my car. Right. I just enjoyed that. Because it's a rubbish song. You know what, right? It's not actually that bad a song. The film plays as a terrible song. It's a pretty decent song. Even it's got no no subtlety to it, but I've quite enjoyed it. I thought the film was really good. I, like, <laughs> really right. annoyed with I think no, I'm not getting annoyed. With it. Like this was definitely a bus stop biography, right? That's yeah, a that's great a term. That's a brilliant right? one. It was definitely like that. But last year was one of my favourite films I went to see, and I think it was just the sort of like fist pumping attitude it had, which made me enjoy it. Which, looking at it from critically. Mm. It, doesn't have, it doesn't really hold up because it falls apart in a lot of areas where biopics or just films in general mm. was going from one place to the other so quickly but it was just that sort of the music was blaring Queen I, was rocking and you were just like yeah this is just so much it, fun and the energy was brilliant if I was in a room full of Queen fans mm-hmm. I can completely say I, yeah. I was, when I was watching it I was thinking if I was a Queen fan yeah not that i'm not a fan i do like the songs and mm-hmm. um, but you know it, it, this would be great because i get all those songs there i get great visuals there i get the whole concert recreated for me and that blasting out i can completely understand that so i think there's a difference between us watching it through at home mm-hmm. by yourself i can watch it at home <laughs> later and i could more i could see the faults more yeah i think i was watching my dad who's also big queen fan himself <laughs> okay uh we both enjoyed it he really yeah. enjoyed it as well yeah um, I love the Live Aid stuff. I love, yeah, I really yeah, I really did. Yeah. But I wanted a grittier Queen film. I wanted something. So, that, do you want the Baron Cohen if he went? I felt like every single time that it was going to 
like show us the dirt under its fingernails yeah. as a yeah. film, it coils back and brushes its teeth. It's a bit you like, know what I mean? It, yeah. it, 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 it suddenly scene, pulls itself back into that. Is it where another one bites the dust is playing, he goes into the, the, a club mm. and kind of like he opens the door and then it, the door closes and you don't see what happens behind. I, I, don't, I, I don't mean well, explicit. You know I, don't, I don't necessarily mean I wanted it to be explicit. No, I but, guess what I mean is um, I wanted it to feel... It, it, it cuts nev- away from that moment very quickly on the next part. Yeah, it never felt at any point that it really... That the, 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 the romance, the, the sexual revelations, the... Um, the, the 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 drug abuse. It was. It's constantly just kind of hinted at very subtly. So, yeah. yeah, and I I wanted it to come more to the fore, not in an explicit way. I just wanted it to be explored more. I I never felt like during the film that I got to know the man, that I got mm. to know the band. And it, it, it it's funny in a sense because the story is incredibly cliched in terms mm. of any yeah. any rock story. The, it is just it's it it basically like the, the classic blueprints to of a. Uh, Band get together, band hit the <laughs> yes. peak, band then break Fall up, and then they now get together, get back together and play in front of 100,000 people. Yeah, yeah, a bit like Sing Street, innit? What <laughs> <laughs> um, do they get into? Drugs and alcohol. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I mean, remember? So, burning question, like we always do with our reviewed films, is it a classic? I don't, I don't, I don't think know. it'll be a will classic. It, will, it, will it be deemed as something that people will look back on very fondly in 15 years time oh people look upon it fondly now like me do they (laughs) but no a lot of people do like i've talked most people i've talked to do say they really enjoyed it and whilst in 15 years time they'd not be like what the song i I mean i hope people remember by other biopics so like rocket man control straight out of compton yes they are in every way Better biopics about musicians, mm-hmm. but Beaming Rhapsody just got more of a draw. Straight, out, straight out of Compton, Compton is not without its issues. Oh, it's not without issues, film. but I think it's. I'm going to say straight out of Continent. Continent. <laughs> <laughs> it's not without issues, but I think. <laughs> that's that's for the that's so, a good one, straight out of Continent. That's for the Earl of Sandwich audience. <laughs> 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 We're broken, <Okay>. Adam. <laughs> yeah. but, Sorry, go on. So the no one goes up, but I think Queen just has a greater draw. Yes, and I think pe- Queen will still be considered cast musicians, I, I think, and I think the film will get wrapped up in that. I Whether think for Queen fans, yeah, so Queen fans, I think it'll get wrapped up with all that. Yeah, but um, I would rather people watch the other ones. I, I do have to admit, and yeah, I I, agree. I don't think it will be a classic. No. No, no, that's what I'm saying. I don't think yeah. it'll be a classic, but I think for a lot of people, it'll mm. it'll hold dearly in their hearts. Yeah. Lovely. Much like the Earl of Sandwich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God <laughs> no, bless you, Earl. Never forget when you have greasy hands. Oh no, when you don't have greasy hands. When you don't have greasy hands, remember the Earl of Sandwich. Brilliant. All right, okay. And on that note, <laughs> the good, the bad, and the Balron. And now it's time for... The good. The bad. 
and the, the Baron. So this is a film that was released in 1994. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Featuring a... You can't talk about Jurassic Park, man. What's wrong with you? It's 93, actually. Oh! <laughs> in, in fairness, actually, I made a mistake last week with Aquaman. Can I clear this up? Nicole Kidman wasn't in The Ant-Man and the Wasp. That was Michelle Pfeiffer. I realised my mistake and I felt terrible about it all week. But that's my conscience clear. Continue. Se- sexist. So this Not has... all women look the same, Rob. All right. Play, play the same role. This has uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme oh. and Kylie Minogue in it. <gasps> it's Street Fighter! Yes, Street Fighter! How do I not know this film exists? Do you not know they made a film about Street Fighter? Kylie Minogue! Kylie Minogue was in Street Fighter. Yeah, Did she fight Jean-Claude Van Damme? (laughs) No, and... I don't remember who she fights in it. Oh, who else? It's um, Raul Julia. Is it Raul? Raul Junior plays... um, Hold on, hold on. He plays... Sub-Zero. The guy... No. No, no, that's Mortal Kombat. Kombat. He he plays um, the the electrocuting mutant... Yeah. Called, not Dalsim. Dalsim's the stretchy Indian guy. Um, I can't remember. Call me a sexist. <laughs> um, yeah. So they yeah they they made a film on the famous video game. Yes. And um, it's awful. It has, according to this, eleven percent on, which might be the lowest one we've ever had. Eleven percent for critics. Twenty percent audience. No, I think you had like a four percenter, didn't How you? Once? Four, this is one of the lowest yeah. ones in yeah. a while. Yeah, Librarian in a row was like four percent. Yeah, um, <laughs> burn. <laughs> Carry on. Go on, keep going. So basically, this has <laughs> one of I think it's the performances that elevate this. Raul Julia basically just did this for who plays M Bison. Mm-hmm. Did this for us. I feel like you love this film. <laughs> so, Raul Julia didn't play the Electric Mutant. No. He played M. Bison. M. Bison. Sorry. And he did it for kids and he overacted so much in the entire thing. And it has some of my favourite scenes and lines ever. There's a bit... Um, spoilers. There's a bit at the end, right? And this is the line which I thought, this is one of the best films ever. Mm-hmm. Where all the villains decide to run out the lair. The lair's falling apart mm-hmm. right at the end. And all the villains went. And one villain went, God, you're not getting out of here? And he goes, no, no, we need to protect him. And he goes, what you mean doing? He's, he's a goner. And he goes, well, he's, he's a bad guy, you know? He's a bad guy? And he goes, yeah, he's the bad guy. So why were you waiting for him? He goes, because I got paid. And the guy, one of the, one of the villains just goes, paid? You got paid? And he becomes a good guy because he's been shortchanged all his life. <laughs> Adam, that whole 30 seconds, right? People aren't just going to watch this film. People aren't going to listen to this podcast anymore. Right? That was one of the greatest lines ever. That's how toxic cinema. that dialogue was. You say greatest was. lines. You did the entire yeah, script. It was so good. So, and Kenny Minogue comes in a... Kenny sp- Minogue? <laughs> Kenny Minogue turns up on a speedboat at one point, right? Right, okay. And then just starts doing backflips and kicking and everything, while Van Damme is inside the lair, saving one of his friends who's now been turned into like a green mutant, right? And he's like really distraught about how he looks now. <laughs> God, what is that character's right? name called? Oh, don't don't like don't <laughs> don't don't wait We're around. We're just gonna pause then, in the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, who's the villain called again? You remember? M Bison. M Bison goes to fight M Bison, right? Van Damme, M Bison, they're going at it, right? Then thinks he's dead. He's not dead, but now he can fly. <laughs> That's true. That's Have you true. seen this? I right. So I I watched Street Fighter when it first came out in '94 because I. 
I loved video games growing up and I particularly love Street Fighter 2 um, and playing as Guile and as M. Bison mm-hmm. and Sagat and Vega and all those sort of characters um, that I was really looking forward to the film and I remember it even now 24 years <laughs> 24, <laughs> 24 years later it was a crushing disappointment was, and I will never watch that film ever again. It's a fantastic film. No, it's not. It's it awful. Is because, right? <laughs> it's horrendous. You think he's dead, then all of a sudden he goes, I can fly. And he, just, he gets his fist and flies out. So if you're going into this thinking this is going to be a stupid film, yeah. will you enjoy it? But if you're going you into it. this scene thinking this is going to save video game films, this is going to be well, the I one. I didn't think like that when I was 11. <laughs> right. I wasn't like, I, I, I wasn't like as 11 years old going, oh, the state of uh, ad- adaptations <laughs> from, video, in your mouth. from yeah, from video games <laughs> to Smokers, film. Smokers, and Brandy. When I, he's 11. <laughs> I do not believe the state of video game films at the minute. Adam, it is ridiculous. Adam, I think you'll find my Hugh Hefner years came later. All right. So at 15. Um, but no, I think... <laughs> yeah, it was awful. Oh, Terrible no, film. So, to wrap, Rob, to, do not go to, and see the film. I'm warning up, you. See this film. To wrap, this up, the wrap, cinemas? Up, to wrap up my statement. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the last bit... You know how, like, in the video game, where, like, they have, like, a pose, like, battle pose, mm. like, yay, right? They yeah. do that at the very last bit. That all the characters group together and they all, like, do their action pools and it freezes and it smash crystal credits it is absolutely fantastic in the sheer overacting of it all and how ridiculous some of the character the actors go for it because they know they don't care mm-hmm. and the plot makes no sense but it is beautiful in the way it does that my only regret is that Kali Minogue did not have a song in it I should hadouken you out of here just for recommending this film We've come to the end of our lovely biopic-based podcast. Biopic. 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 <laughs> hey. Now, uh, don't worry. I'm not going to finish this podcast if, or, in a racist or his accent. But uh, that was all. <laughs> you are going to finish everyone, apparently. <laughs> I, I have no idea what that was. And I'm so sorry. Let's crack on with our 30 second recommendations for this week. So, who wants to go first? I'll go first. Rob, are you ready? I'm ready. Three, two, one, give it some. Right, I'm going to recommend the film Happy Death Day. So, this was quite a good film in terms of it knows what it is and plays with that that concept uh, behind it. So, you have Tree Geldman is the lead for it. And it kind of mixes horror slasher movies with a bit of Groundhog Day. Yes. Um, but really works. I was really surprised that I actually quite enjoyed this film. And has a few nice twists along the way as well. So if you haven't seen it, uh, see that one. I'm very looking forward to watching the sequel at some point. I'm fairly sure that was well over 30 seconds. That wasn't. We started at 35 yeah, ha- seconds. Happy, happy Death Day <laughs> to You yes. is the sequel, Have you seen the it? sequel? Well, n- no, but I've heard it's very kind of like... Uh, like nerds, yeah, time yes. machine, all that oh. sort of stuff. Apparently, but no. apparently it's better than the original. You just, you just ruined it. Sorry. Anyway, Adam. Yes. When you're ready, two, one, go for it. I'm going to recommend Kubo and Two Strings. Yes. This is done by what's that company called? Remind me. Lucky Studio. Leica. Leica. They all do some. Of my, the animation style itself is just beautiful to look at, and the story of sort of like ancient stuff 
Uh, yeah, kind of like yeah, Asian Orientalism, yeah, yeah. All that mixed in. It's so bizarre. And I don't want to be really saying much because going to blank the first time just gives you an incredible experience you'll never forget. Great, yeah. great, great recommendations. One of my favourite animations of the last 10 years. Yep. Yep. You ready for yours? Yep, three. three two. You don't count yourself. Okay. Then. Go. So, talking biopics this afternoon, biopics. one of my favourite biopics is Walk the Line, uh, the Johnny Cash story. Yeah. Um, but primarily because it's that story between Johnny Cash, his rise to fame, but also Barbara Cash, his wife, how the two of them met and their their, their conflicts as a relationship for, for their entire married life. I think it's a wonderful, wonderful film. Joaquin Phoenix and Reese Witherspoon mm-hmm. are both wonderful in it. Yeah, actually, I, all three of these films, I completely agree. That would make a bloody good weekend, Another wouldn't it? A good weekend with recommended. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. What would you start off with? Um, Do you could, start off with the serious stuff or the animation? Kubo? Yeah, you go animation first. Kubo, then Happy Death get Day. Get the kids off to bed. Then you walk the line. Fantastic. Oh, I would have gone walk the line, then Happy Death Day. It's kind then of like your, happy yeah, like nearer to it's feel Happy Death Day feels more like an 11 o'clock movie. Oh, what? So you do them all in the same night? Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought like it was a marathon. Over, I thought it was over the weekend. Oh, sorry. Well, there's only oh, two sorry, days for three films. No, Friday night. Friday night, Saturday oh, night. Oh, yeah, yeah. cut that. It's over the weekend. So, have you got the plot twist? Yes, We've plot been twist. dying yes. to know about this. Plot twist. Nope. So this is <laughs> Jolly Boys out into the cinema. Did you say say right? Hold on. Let's is it very South Park? very quickly explain what <laughs> plot twist is again. So plot twist is I rec- I describe a film badly. Yeah, um, the, the, the plot, the basically, plot. very badly. Okay, repeat what it was again. It was Jolly Boys Out Into the Cinema. Jolly. Yeah. Jolly Boys Out to the Cinema. Yeah. Right. No, it's still not a clue. South Park. No. They go to the cinema. Yeah. Yeah. Son of Rambo. No. Oh. Um, Hellboy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Gremlins. No. That's right, come on and just give it to us. A Clockwork Orange. Oh, my God. God. Because he goes to the pictures. Oh, no, he doesn't go. Yeah, he does oh. because he's made to watch the films. Yeah, he doesn't. That's not. That's not going to the cinema. <laughs> that's, that's not going. That's not going to the cinema. That's that's a torture scene. No, he has his a, eyes kept open, yeah. so he has to be brainwashed by the images that he sees on screen. Yeah, but it's like a cinema. He describes no, it as what a cinema. cinemas are you going to where they hold your eyes open? <laughs> also, Jolly. Well, he's yeah, he's pretty happy at the beginning. But the, his gang are. Like an awful race of human beings. Yeah, they're awful, but they're happy about being awful. That's fair enough. I wouldn't describe it as jolly. You've just they ruined are, the word jolly for They me. are pretty jolly about it, even though it's terrible. Okay. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. you're right. That was That's a really bad yeah. film. Do we dare ask for uh, another one? I love Clock... No. I think we need to put a lid on this feature. No, no one more. Go on, on, give us one more. Right, okay, right. go on. Just do it. After Package Holiday Goes Terribly Wrong, a group must navigate their treacherous surroundings. That is, after a package holiday goes terribly wrong, a group must navigate their treacherous surroundings. That's not based on true life. Ah, oh, it's not a Thomas Cook thing. No, it's not a right, Thomas Cook okay. thing. <laughs> but it links, in, it links in pretty well. It really does. Yeah, like topical, man. Is it Monarch Airlines the movie? <laughs> <laughs> it's a classic, but no. Ah, uh, that's a shame. Okay. Is it Super Break the movie? No. Ah. Uh, Hence, no, okay. No. Uh, uh, any any other little bits or bobs? Oh, Twitter. Um, you can, <laughs> you that's can get. A thing. That's a thing. You can get in touch with us yeah. at talking here rbad. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to repeat the email address. I'm dot talking here dot here. No. no. <laughs> I'm talking dot at yeah. talking here rbad. 
is our Twitter handle. Please do get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. If anyone gets a plot twist right on there, they win a prize. Great. What is the prize? Uh, no one's won it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Right. What if we guess it right? Do we get the prize? Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Jolly Boys out. No, no that's that one. Brilliant. Okay. Okay. So it leaves just leaves us now to uh, sign us out, Rob. Yes. Yep, do it. All Go. right. I'm le- leaving here. And I'm off to eat a sandwich. Bye, everybody.